Hello everyone, and welcome to episode number 40. Episode number 40 already, that's crazy. Episode number 40 of the Building Strength Podcast. It's your host, Theo Lim. And if you're new to the podcast, we talk about anything and everything related to building strength inside of the gym, but possibly more importantly, building strength outside of the gym. So I wasn't actually sure whether to call this episode number 40. It might become an, a bonus episode. What I want to do is, because as you guys know, I listen to, a, I consume a lot of podcasts. I consume a good amount of training books and books in general. And what I would like to start, what I would like to do more of is analyzing and reflecting on the things that I'm learning. Because truly this is, this was my educational background. I took in university, I was in the humanities program. Basically what that meant is I read, I read books. I read articles, lots, and I would write about these books and articles. And I actually really enjoyed that because I got to read about anything and thus I got to write about anything. Story of my life. Um, so anyway, I, that I feel like this is a very good, um, good exercise to retain information and actually put it to use and then Hopefully you guys can take something away from it and put that to use as well. So one thing I'm really trying not to do is consuming too much information because there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of knowledge to be gained out there, but none of it matters if you don't actually absorb it and put it to use, right? So that's actually one reason why I'm not reading as many books as I used to. I, I just found that it's easy to consume a lot of the same info, but if you're not applying any of that, if you're not actually using it, or if you're not actually absorbing it because you're so, you're so focused on consuming and being like, yeah, I read, I read a book a week for 52 weeks and I have done that in the past, but I don't remember half those books. So one thing I'm concentrating on is consuming a little less information or just taking more time to absorb the information. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, you'll see that I've been doing a lot of kettlebell work. I've been doing Pavel Satsulins might have pronounced that wrong. Pavel Satsulin's Simple and Sinister Kettlebell Program. I'm currently doing that four days a week. So a quick outline of the program. Four days a week. Um, you can really do it as many days a week as you want, but I had to take into account my other training. So I'm doing this program four days a week. It's a short warm-up, 10-12 minutes. Then I do five sets of 10 kettlebell swings, resting in between. I usually do my daily pull-ups in between those sets. 
Then I'll do some stretching, some foam rolling in between sets. Because the basis of the program, which I'll get into more as I go into more about Pavel, he wants you to take a full rest so that you can execute the exercise to the best of your ability. So five sets of 10 kettlebell swings and then five sets of one Turkish get-ups, just one rep per arm and then a cool down. So really it doesn't take me too long. I can, if I'm rushing, I can get it done in about 30 minutes. If I'm taking my time, I usually push it to 40, 45 minutes. So this is a four day a week program that I'm doing. It's been awesome so far. I'm, I'm on day, I just finished day 15 yesterday. So moving into day 16. So almost three to four weeks. Three to four weeks I've been doing this. I've been feeling the gains, I've been feeling the results, which is awesome. Highly recommend this program to anyone looking to do something at home or even to learn how to utilize a kettlebell better. I've learned so much already. So that's how I initially started with uh, Pavel. Cause I've heard his name around, like he's been in the industry forever. He's the one of the pioneers of strength and he's definitely the pioneer of kettlebells in North America. So I've heard his name, I just never dived into any of that stuff because kettlebells weren't something I was interested in until now. So I read Simple and Sinister. I love his philosophy. I love his training philosophy. Um, it's just all those strength training guys, like old school strength training guys, it's also very, it's also very simple. Very simple principles. Just follow them, you will get stronger. Like, it's, it's crazy. And that's how I st first started getting into all this barbell work. Um, that's how I got into it. Old school strength training principles. The principles held true back then and they still hold true today. So I read Simple and Sinister and then I yesterday I read his other book. He's got a bunch of books. If you guys look him up, Pavel Satsulin. I'm gonna link a bunch of stuff in the show notes. So I read his second book, love that as well. Um, and then most recently, which is what spawned, which is what inspired me to do this current podcast. He was on, Tim Ferriss had Pavel on the podcast and it was fucking awesome. It was like a, a two hour podcast with Pavel, which was amazing. Um, so, so most recently I listened to that podcast and I realized that I really love to, I love to consume information, but I especially love it. This is how you learn. This is how I found I do my best learning. I take the principles and philosophies that someone else is presenting and communicating to me or to the audience. And I, I like to find parallels with it between say Pavel's philosophy and my philosophy. And I also like to find some differences here and there, very slight differences. And I like to reflect on that. So this is actually, I learned all this throughout university. 
I read a book called How to Read a Book. I know it seems kind of trivial. Like, yeah, reading a book, you just read a book. Yes, but there's actually more to it than that, especially if you want to expand on those thoughts, expand on the writer's thoughts, expand on your own thoughts. This is where the critical thinking comes to play, right? So in, in that book, How to Read a Book by Mortimer J. Adler, he was actually the editor of the Encyclopedia Britannica, which is like a big deal, right? So that's where his credibility is. So in How to Read a Book, he teaches us how to take concepts from multiple sources, whether that's books, articles, whether that's a movie, whatever. Take the primary philosophies and the principles that the author is um, communicating and combine that with other sources of information and other philosophies as well as your own. And in this way, when you write about these things in this way, that's when you can think about things critically. That's when you can formulate your own thoughts and your own ideas based off of your current thoughts and ideas and the ones that you're learning from others. So I really, I really enjoy that kind of practice. I really enjoy doing that. Um, I've, writing is just something I haven't done in a while. So I thought, you know what? I have this podcast going. Let's see. Let's try it out on this podcast and we'll see how you guys like it as well. So I would love any feedback, as always, about this episode. So Pavel Satsulin. Satsulin. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Pavel from now on. I don't want to butcher his name. So Pavel is a freaking badass. He's the one who brought. He's the one who's given credit for bringing the kettlebell to North America because he brought it from the USSR. And so a little background on him. He, his thing is principle-based training. He's trained a lot of people from a lot of different um, sports, a lot of different uh, military forces. He said that applications are many. There are many different ways to get strong, but the same principles in order to get strong apply. I believe in that as well. I believe that's exactly it. There are principles to getting strong and how to get strong. How you do it, what tools you use, that's going to be up to you. So in terms of his principle-based training, it's a very minimalistic style of training. So in simple and sinister, as I said, I'm doing kettlebell swings and I'm doing Turkish get-ups. That's pretty much it. Uh, I'm currently not cleaning kettlebells I'm not snatching them right now but even just after 15 15 sessions of doing it I've already felt lots of progress so if I I, I really do believe if someone just did kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups like if you're a beginner if you're an untrained individual or maybe it's been a while since you've trained like if you took on this program four to six times a week gains would be made so stripping the non-essential is his big thing with training like what's the simplest way we can arrive at this goal and let's do it let's make it happen so that's one of his basic principles and i really enjoy that Um, his another one another of his big principles is 
looking at training as practice rather than looking at it as working out. He said in the Russian language, there's literally no word for working out. It doesn't exist. So why he says this is because, first of all, he his company is called Strong First. And they believe that strength is a skill, which I 100% agree with. Strength is a skill. So in terms of training as practice, he wants us to, like not wants us to look, he encourages us to look at training as practice because, sorry, I'm just at a all way cross, waiting for everything to happen. That's great. So looking at training as practice, this is exactly how I started. 10 years ago when I started squatting, I started benching, I started deadlifting. I wasn't exactly going ham right from day one. From day one, I had to learn how to squat properly. And that, that took me more than one training session. Like I, I wasn't able to do that in just one session. That was over the course of weeks over the course of months of practice, reviewing my technique and refining my technique until I felt good about it. But even then, even now, it's still a never-ending process of dialing, dialing in the technique. So looking at training as practice, as opposed to working out, because he says, when you think about working out, what do you envision? You envision heavy, heavy breathing, lots of sweating involved, just like getting your ass kicked, right? Kicking your own ass. And if, so he, he says, think about it. If we're trying to get stronger, if you're trying to improve your strength, does kicking your own ass and like heavy breathing, like high intensity, does that really help you get stronger? No, that's gonna, that's gonna drain you, right? That's gonna take away from getting stronger that's like the opposite of getting stronger yeah you might get better conditioned but you're not getting stronger by working out or like whatever you think the traditional working out should be just like high intensity lots of sweat lots of breathing lots of burpees no for for Pavel training is a practice and that's how I view it when I do my kettlebell swings I do my Turkish get-ups um, it's a practice, it's a technique, it's a refinement of technique, right? And actually, from day one to about day 12 for Turkish get-ups, if anyone's familiar with Turkish get-ups, um, it's hard to explain because I don't have much experience with it right now. I, I'm still in the process of learning it. So I don't have a full, I don't have a good grasp on it yet. So anyway, Turkish get up, I started with just my shoe. So no weight, I needed to get the technique down. So I did that for 12 days, five reps on each side. So I did 60 reps with just my shoe. And then I tried it with the uh, 24 kg kettlebell, which is about 52 pounds. Okay, and I said, oh snap, okay, I can do it now. So day 12, day 13, day 14, I did it with the 50K, uh, sorry, 24 kg kettlebell. I'm trying to do justice to the Russians. I will speak in, kettle, uh, in kilos when I refer to kettlebells now. 
so from day 12 to day 14 i did the 24 kg kettlebell and then just yesterday it was just yesterday i did four sets with the 24 kg and i have a 32 kg kettlebell and i said you know what let me try this because the 24 kg is like starting to feel a bit more manageable so let me try this so i tried it i got one rep in i did the rep i i got the set in it was clean i was super happy about it and i was just like tracing back to how i got there and it was so crazy it's so crazy like okay from day one to day 12 i literally used a shoe for my weight less than a pound and then i through refining technique through understanding where i needed to organize myself how i need where i needed to get my breath in where i needed to put everything um and figuring out a good pace to go at after figuring that out it was like okay the 24 kg was like super doable and i really thought it wasn't because i had tried a couple times in the begin in the early days and it was not happening and then it's just crazy how from all this i was patient with it i knew that i knew because i've done it in the past with squatting with benching with deadlifting that technique will equal strength and so that's practicing that's um training looking at training as practice not so much as working out and then he so that was a really big point about looking at at looking at it as practice and not so much working out because he does recommend taking um longer rest times he doesn't want us to sit around he says active rest so you might be jogging sometimes i skip rope sometimes i do some animal flow while i rest but you want to go into every every um, set fresh and this is because when you do things in a slower pace because these things are so technical it's so mentally taxing there's a lot of things to be that you need to be thinking about while you do this so that's why he keeps the reps pretty low he doesn't want you to get fatigued or he doesn't want you to feel that burn in the muscles or in the chest because that will take away from your ability to practice and practice well so that's another thing he says that i really enjoy he says in most of his training it's five reps or less five reps or less in order to avoid fatigue and avoid the burn and i really thought that was super interesting because when he says strength is a skill i i 100 agree because i got a question from someone the other day they were doing back squats and i said and they weren't really controlling it on the way down they were going really they were descending really fast so then they could come up really fast but i said look dude you're not controlling your way down you don't have any tension on the way down and in order to get stronger you need to learn how to create tension so i said i said slow it down on the way down control it and then you're gonna drive back up with speed so he's and he tried it and he said okay but but what about speed because i think for him he was thinking of speed as like descending down really fast so then you could come up really fast 
but you guys know if you descend into the squat really fast and you're not holding enough tension you're not going to be able to come up as opposed to if you created a lot of tension controlled your way down and then boom drive back up it's like i use the analogy or the visual of a bow and an arrow you pull that bow back you're creating lots of tension so that when you release that bow it can fly out really fast so that's what we're doing say in a squat controlling down creating the tension and then drive back up so his question was how about speed and i thought to myself i kind of impressed myself when i said this <laughs> i said no when you when you get your technique down because you don't have technique at all you kind of suck at this but we're going to fix this get your technique down and the speed is going to be there you can't have speed without technique and you can't have strength without technique that's why when pavel says things like strength is a skill i fall in love i'm like i love this guy he's my hero now <laughs> so strength is a skill and that's why so that's why he's big into turkish get up i just do one rep per side and he wants you to rest because it's such a technical set it's such a mentally taxing set that you do need to slow things down get fully recovered and then go again so that's what he means why by keeping the reps low by keeping fatigue low by keeping the burn low which i really really like so that leads me to another thing about strength being a skill so he actually says he calls it mental force when you're training we're actually utilizing a lot of mental force and for me i call that like mental strength same thing we when you're learning a new skill there's a lot of mental uh gymnastics involved you have to think of like i i'm aware of this i teach people how to squat and deadlift all the time it's like yes i know there's a lot but let's take it step by step okay first of all fill up your belly make sure everything's tight in the core make sure the lats are tight your upper back is strong and then now let's actually perform it so he talks about mental strength mental force how it's something that's needed it's something that we also need to cultivate and you do this through practice again it's just the ability to create tension i just find like if everyone just took their time to learn in the beginning learn how to create tension learn how to brace their core learn learn what that feels like that max contraction learn how solid that feels and how good that feels it would prevent a lot of injuries it would prevent a lot of um frustration with not making progress in the lifts like technique is first you learn technique and then you'll get stronger because te having technique equals having strength that's just that's just simple math not really but you get what i'm saying so one way i know i'm talking a lot one way to test this out for yourself in terms of creating tension when you create tension your body will get tighter you'll everything will contract harder and you'll be able to produce more force more strength so try making a fist 
make a make a regular fist whatever like you're playing rock paper scissors right not to you you might feel some forearm muscles tighten up get tense you might feel some tension there okay now let's make a bigger fist like like you're squeezing someone's hand yeah you feel that tension now in the bicep maybe and then now let's really make a, get your knuckles squeeze so hard that your knuckles are turning white now you might feel some tension in the lats some tension in the traps some in the back right so that's that's a great example of creating tension in order to create more force and strength because I find a lot of people when they're doing say a barbell bench press one of my cues is squeeze the hell out of that bar like the bar in your hand squeeze the hell out of it because if you squeeze that bar hard enough like you're gonna break the bar the tension in the lats is gonna be there the tension in your back the tension in your biceps your triceps it's all gonna be there and the more tension you can create the more strength you will be able to express. It's just that simple. So this actually is called irradiation. The fact that when you tense or contract one muscle, you do it hard enough, the other muscles up the chain and down the chain will also be more inclined to contract and to get involved in the lift. That's why with strength training, Although some things are lower body lifts and some things are upper body lifts, most of the time they're all, they all require full body tension. So practicing that strength, that tension, all of this is technique. All of this takes practice. All of this takes some time to get down. So that's what I really like about um, Pavel. I really like those principles. His other really big principle, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around, I've experienced it a little bit now. I've experienced what he means when he says it. He says there's no actual need. He says one of the biggest misconceptions in the whole health fitness industry is that you need to go to failure in order to make gains. And one of his things is that you actually don't need to go to failure. And I'm experiencing that now. And I'm becoming a believer in that now. So one example of this is, let's say the, the Turkish getup, or even the kettlebell swings is a great example. Let's use the kettlebell swings because I think most of you will be able to visualize that better. So I do five sets of 10 kettlebell swings. It's not the most taxing, it's actually not very taxing at all. But one thing I've noticed is that my strength on it has still increased and my conditioning has definitely increased. And it's crazy because when I think of conditioning, it's like, okay, I need to push myself, like say on the prowler, say on the assault bike, doing burpees. I need to push that threshold so that I can become better, so that I can be more conditioned. But I'm currently, so I do a set of 10 kettlebell swings. I put it down, it's not that taxing. I could probably go again in 30 seconds. So that's generally what I've been doing. I'll rest 30 seconds and I'll go again. And like, honestly, none of these sets are even close to failure. Um, none of these sets are like even remotely challenging. 
now there now I it's getting to that point because I've started to increase weight but like over the course of 15 sessions I have undoubtedly gotten stronger I have undoubtedly gotten better in a from the conditioning aspect as well and it's just crazy because I haven't gone anywhere near failure on the kettlebell swing nor have I done that with the Turkish getup and as I said before Turkish getup I'm doing one rep on each side that takes about a minute and a half sometimes it takes two minutes and then I'm resting then I'll go again but the crazy thing is by doing it so frequently by doing this four days a week I have improved my strength I have improved my conditioning in those aspects and it's just a bit mind-blowing so one of his examples is this is what he does some actionable tips for you I know I've been doing this for my chin-ups I've been doing this for my clients and their chin-up goals and I didn't know but I've been doing this unknowingly for like push-ups for most lifts I do I do do this for my clients so take for example push-ups so say you can do 10 push-ups on the floor but you want to increase that to 20 push-ups on the floor right worthy goal we can do that so and you guys can use this for any lift any lift again this is principle based training principles stay the same application may change so you can do 10 push-ups so let's not do 10 let's cut that number in half so say you can do 20 we're only going to do 10 right so our person I can do 10 push-ups we're only going to do five yes it's going to be easy but because strength is a skill you're going to be able to practice the technique because you're not going near failure you're going to be able to practice the technique over multiple sets so let's say five sets of five and then on the last one with my clients because they only train with me twice a week yes i do get them to max it out on the last one so for example i'll do three sets of five very easy and then on the last one they'll go for max reps so that's one way you can build up your training i would recommend five sets of five reps on the push-ups so you can only do 10 push-ups in one set but by doing five sets of five you're going to get 25 quality reps in and you're going to get better at it no doubt do this three days a week and you will be able to do more push-ups so i've been doing this with my chin-ups and it's going really well because i can do about 12 to 15 pull-ups if i really went for it but currently i only do sets of five or six at most i'm just working he calls this technique greasing the groove greasing the groove you're just getting better at it it's easy it becomes easier and it does i i can attest to this myself because this is what i've been doing and it's amazing i'm a big fan i've been really enjoying it so no need to go to failure that's one big thing i've learned from pavel um another thing i've heard this before but when in doubt train your grip and train your core 
I really like this and it makes sense if you train your grip everything will get stronger if you train your core everything will get stronger and the last one which of course I have to mention strength is the mother of all physical qualities strength is the mother of all physical qualities I like this as well because strength if you get stronger it will help with all of your activity whether you're a swimmer whether you're a boxer whether you're a basketball player strength will help so I just wanted to share all those principles with you Pavel's principles I really have been enjoying consuming his content I've been enjoying that kettlebell program and it's just been such a great experience to start from zero again because I had to learn how to, you know, I kind of knew how to kettlebell swing, but I really refined my technique in the last three weeks. And I, I kind of knew how to do the Turkish getup, but I never actually practiced it. So now I've been really enjoying that as well. And seeing the progress from coming up from zero, from nothing, has been really awesome, has been really refreshing. Um, if I really do believe, because now that I'm doing this four times a week, I think everyone, if you just put a kettlebell in your house, like, it's fucking awesome. It's super, super accessible, super effective, and you can do it anywhere. Like, I think that's why kettlebells have been so big in the last, like, it's been big since its inception, but over the last couple of years, with the emergence of CrossFit, like kettlebells have really come to the forefront of um, one of the more effective and accessible training modalities. So I've really enjoyed Pavel's stuff. I've learned a lot and it's, it just comes down to mastering the fundamentals, putting in the work, do it for a long time, and you will get stronger. It's as simple as that, as simple as that. So I'm gonna link a whole bunch of his stuff. I'm gonna link his books. I'm going to link the podcast that he was on. So if you're interested in listening to that, super inspiring, super down to earth, super hilarious. Um, this is basically how I fell in love with his work. He had a, he had a strength standards table Kind of like, okay, if you're strong, you should start with this weight. If you're average, you should start at this weight. And then at the bottom of the chart, he wrote, if you're wondering what strong is, or if you're wondering whether you're strong or not, you're probably not strong. <laughs> and that kind of stuff, I love that kind of stuff. It's so, it's so simple. It's so savage. It's so sinister. It's just the truth, though. So I'm going to link all of his stuff here. Um, I've, if you, again, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I've, I've been doing his program. I'm going to continue doing his programs on top of my current strength training programs. And I hope to continue to learn more. I hope to continue to be able to take what I'm learning and pass it on to you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Let me know what you think of this concept because I do consume a lot of info from a lot of other coaches or just people in general and I love sharing it. So if you like this episode, as always, please share it with one of your friends, two of your friends, drop me a review on iTunes and catch you all next time. Peace.